0: Broncos all-decade tackle Orlando Franklin. Two-time all-pro linebacker Chad Brown. Former Broncos tight end and New York Times best-selling author Nate Jackson. 1043, the fan welcomes you into the Players Club. Well, that was fun. Wasn't it? 41 points. 41 unanswered points for the Denver Broncos, whooping up on the LA Rams, 41-0 to in the third and final preseason game of 2023, Sean Payton's first home game ever at Empower Field. Orlando Franklin joining me, Chad Brown's off today. How you doing, O? I'm all right.
1: I'm just all right today. Just you know? all right. Yeah, just all right. You know? Why? 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 We're not great, man. I, you know, I, I know we're gonna continue to talk about the game today. I, I, you know, that's why we're in Sport Talk Radio. But we don't have to, man. Yeah, yeah. We could just spend two hours somewhere else. But for me, Nate, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a bit indifferent. You know, I, I finally, mm. I was like, I'm watching that game. I'm like, man, there's a new big O in town. There's finally a Ooh. new big O in town. Right. He's balling. And then I look up in the fourth quarter, he's still in the game. I'm like, were they shopping him? Mm. Are they shopping him to 31 teams right now? Yeah. And that's the feeling I get, you know, for me. Yeah. You know, I see a good player that I've advocated for for a long time because he has the skills. He has the tool set. He just had to get that blocking aspect of it. And now, you know, I'm like, man, finally a new big O in town, but it might only last 48 hours, 72 hours, because I ultimately think that the Broncos are probably going to move him. you to trade him? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: So you're talking about Albert Okuwebinom, he had seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Showing out in his last preseason game. Not just in the last preseason game, though. The last couple weeks, the last week in particular, the joint practice against the Rams, clearly the, he was balling. And, and you know what? On Saturday night, no starters were out there, right? No Russell no. Wilson, none of those guys. But the but the joy practices, those guys were out there, mm-hmm. and Alberto was still shining. Nope, yep. right? What makes you think that they're not going to find a spot on this roster for him just because he was playing in the fourth quarter? Yeah, Nate. I mean, maybe he's just trying to do a solid to the other tight ends because there weren't a lot of tight ends suited up, and they had to, you know, Nate, they you were pl- doing a lot of two tight end sets.
1: Yeah, Nate. You played this game just like I played this game, though you know it takes just one little thing to happen for it to go wrong, right? Yep. Alvaro has already had a season-ended injury a couple years ago with the ACL. And you're looking out there, not for long, 100% injury rate. It's the fourth quarter. This guy's still out there making plays. Like, you're not shutting them down. You shut down Stidham. You shut down a couple other guys. And for me, it just started to, as later and later it went on in the game, the more and more I started feeling like, yeah, he's not going to be a Denver Bronco this year. You mm. don't want to put him out here at risk at this point. The guy that was already bowling in the first half, right? You could have shut him down that night and knew exactly what he could bring to this football team. You've seen him. If you're Sean Payton and this coach staff, you've seen Albert O since training camp has started. You've seen him since OTAs, right? You've had so many different practices. You weren't trying to see what he could do out there as a coach staff. I think you were trying to see allow 31 other teams to see him and be like, ooh, you know, what would, could ooh. we do with this person? So for me, I, that's just where I'm leaning to right now.
0: We're going to get into Alberto a little bit later and whether or not he fits on this team. Um, if he gets cut, where is he going to go? If he gets traded, where? He ain't going to cut.
1: Yeah. He ain't just releasing that. right?
0: That's an asset out there. I mean, if that's an act, then why, why not keep him around? You need all the weapons you can get, especially with Jerry Judy being
1: like Jerry Judy's being right Trust, now. trust me, I, I subscribe to that as well. But you've said this. Can he be – he's an asset on offense. Can you be the fourth tight end on this field, on this team, and not be an asset for special teams? He's got to do that. Exactly. And
0: maybe that's why he's out there in, in the fourth quarter because, you know, he, yes, it was a pass play that he caught that, but maybe they get him out there because they want to see him run block. They want to see him pass pro. They okay. want to see him do the dirty work. Is that, that what has. your
1: gut tells you, today? You, you've been around this thing. I mean, My and, gut and tells you've me, played in this game. So yeah. I'm very interested yeah. today just to hear your thoughts on this. And I know we'll get back to this, but is that what your gut tells you?
0: My gut tells me that Sean Payton loves weapons. Yeah, he loves his weapons, and Alberto is a weapon. Do you see Greg Dulcich doing what he what Alberto did the other night?
1: No, I, I think Greg Dulcich is a heck of a football player, but I think that Alberto has just a level of. Athleticism, like yeah. okay, let's just talk about Madden, right? If, if Greg Dolce's athleticism on Madden is a seventy-five, I think Albert O's is like a eighty-five, right? Like I think that there's like a nice little bumper, like there's a ten percent difference. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I, I think he displayed that this past weekend as well. Like, you know, you know, coaches they they have pretty big egos. Oh yes, they do. Every
0: coach thinks, okay, that guy that you know the last coaching staff got X amount from. I can get more from Mm him. I can turn him into a better player. Sean Payton came into this team and he checked the tape and he looked at what happened last year. And what did he say about Nathaniel Hackett? That
1: we're doing everything opposite.
0: (laughs) Right. And that it might have been the worst coaching job in the history. Yes, sir. And one of the most glaring kind of coaching decisions last year that that made us all scratch our heads was keeping Albert O on the sideline until game, what, 16, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe Sean Payton sees that and sees his coaching starting to pay off with Albert O. And the last week is evidence of that.
1: Maybe. But for me, it's like, hey, I think you saw that in the last week of practice. I think you saw that in the joint practice. Cecil came on and said, you know, the practice where the Broncos offense did not look good. That Albert O was a bright spot that day. Russell Wilson was a bright spot that day. I think you were at that practice the first of the two joint practices. You look at kind of the week that he put together last week as well. And for me... Just in a sport where literally that you could just you could slip and be done for the year. Yep. you could have a non-contact injury. For him to be out there in the fourth quarter, uh, just my gut tells me that it's more of hey, we're shopping this guy. We are allowing thirty-one teams to uh, like like yeah, we would love to keep this guy as a on our team, but he's not like a priority in that room for us. So if we could get a you know, a good depth player. Mm. Or maybe a starter to push Cushenberry at the center position or a guy to push, you know, whoever at the defensive end position. Why not? Mm -hmm. Or we get a a second-round pick. And and I think that right now you you possibly could call up a couple teams that might be desperate and were salivating an amount for what Albert O did the other night that might give up a second-round pick.
0: Yeah, he put a lot of good stuff on tape, It 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 is a dirty business. Some things are going to happen in the next couple days where we're like, oh, Really? Already one of them, Kendall Hinton, a, a fan favorite, a guy who um, some thought was a dark horse to make this team uh, because of his consistency. Sean Payton talked about that last week. But Kendall Hinton, an early casualty. He's been let go. Uh, but we're going to continue to talk about that game. 41-0. to What can we take from it? What can we learn from it? What's it going to teach the starters going into this, uh, this week one matchup against the Raiders? Only two weeks away. It's the Players Club. On the fan. You've been admitted VIP entry into the Players Club with Orlando Franklin, Chad Brown, and Nate Jackson. Ain't nothing going on but the but the players club on a Monday morning. Hope you guys had a good weekend sure it was made better by the Broncos drubbing of the LA Rams. 41 to 0 at home. Touchdowns. Lots of touchdowns. I'm going to just do some team stats for you so you could understand the total dominance that was displayed by the Broncos against the Rams. And I know you're saying, oh, no, it's against twos and threes. And well, it was the Broncos twos and threes out there as well. The Broncos starters not playing in the game. They got to rest. I think it was something like 23 players for the Broncos didn't suit up. So there's your starters right there. There's 22 of them. So the Broncos reserves kicked the you-know-what out of the Rams reserves 41-0. The Rams had nine drives for 159 yards in the game. The Broncos had 10 drives for 494 yards. Rams had 11 first downs. The Broncos had 33 in them thanks. 71 yards rushing for the Rams, 152 yards rushing for the Broncos, 88 passing yards for the Rams, 342 passing yards for the Broncos. The Rams had 47 total plays and the Broncos had 80 total plays. Equal domination by the offense and the defense. Oh, Aside from Albert O, who we talked about last segment, what jumped out at you during that game?
1: Um, Two things. So Marvin Mims can absolutely take the top off the defense. I love his like how he's able to concentrate and his attention to detail. You know, I'm very encouraged with Sean Payton and his coaching staff. I look at young guys and I'm just like, oh my goodness gracious, right? Um, So that's where I would start, Nate. But you gotta love it because the tight ends and the running backs are going to be featured in the passing game here under Sean Payton running this offense, and that hasn't been going on for a long period of time.
0: Jarrett Stidham, one of the standouts of the game, seventeen of twenty-eight, two hundred and thirty-six yards, one touchdown in the first half. Um, why do you think that boy balling? Yeah, why do you think Jarrett Stidham looks so good out there? Well, what, what was he able to put together?
1: I, I think the the talent. I think that you Jared Stidham benefited from, I understand, man, you got Brandon Johnson out there where when when uh, Tim Patrick went down, he was the person that they put in that third wide receiver role immediately. Now, there's been some things that have set him back, and you got him in that game because he hasn't just played a lot of football this training camp because he was out for about two weeks with that ankle injury. But now you get a guy like Albert O that I truly believe that, 31 teams, other teams in the NFL would find a position for Albert O find him, you know, 30 snaps a game, some way, somehow on on each and every offense so I think you look at that and then you look at like Marvin Mims, you look at you know, Jaleel McLaughlin, you got guys that are going to be real contributors for the Denver Broncos that were out there with Jared Stidham, so Jared Stidham was able to have a day.
0: Yeah, Marvin Mims had that 50 yard catch, took the top off, Um, Jared Stidham underthrew him on that ball, too. Yeah. I mean, he, he cocked back. He tried flat out fly. He can, but he got hit pretty good on that play. Yeah. Good quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, writhing around on the ground. He didn't know did if he was going to be all right. How,
1: did you see, like, how, you, don't you love, like, the quarterback? He watches. You, he gets hit. He watches. watches. And then he's like, oh, after that. Like, like, you could, like, they're like, it's like. Oh, I think I'm hurt, and then like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I can now show you that I'm hurt. Like, right. But well, you got to make sure that the actual completion, yeah. right, you got to make sure that it's not like an interception where you got to kind of get up and oh, go hey, try yeah. to make a play. But completely, <laughs> like,
0: blank face, like, yeah. as he's watching the ball, yeah. and then once it gets complete, <laughs> ah! Yeah. Um, but you, you love to see the toughness, though, right, out of the quarterback? I mean,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> I thought the Broncos quarterbacks, all, all three of them had displayed some – unbelievable level of toughness this year in preseason when the games have been on the line you know ben dinucci goes out there he has a couple rushes right he shows you that he's not afraid to try to put it on the line he try to get in the end zone late in the game right so and you know we've seen that out of russell wilson and you see stidham do it from the pocket but this quarterback grew like there's no fear in there like there's this ice in their veins there's no fear out there
0: yeah you mentioned ben dinucci we're talking about Jarrett Stidham because he had, he had a great game. But Ben DiNucci, 11 and 15, 117 yards and one touchdown.
1: No, a little bit more efficient, right? Yep. I mean, he looked like he had a great grasp of the offense. And he looked like he loved the fact that, oh, 85's out here with me uh, too still? Oh, let me go find 85. He's going to go make a play for me. So, Alberto
0: was, how many of Alberto's catches were on the same deep crossing route? Um, Probably four or five of them. Or four of them, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. So is that a scheme thing? And I don't want to take any shine against Alberto, but he was wide open,
1: yeah,
0: running across the field. Uh, these play-action keepers, which are very effective if, if the offensive line's doing their job, yeah, right, and selling it correctly. How much of that was just a product of the scheme and him being open?
1: I think, you know, with anything with football, right, to break the huddle, what do I have? Do I have single high safety? Okay, single high safety, middle field, close. But if you're going to go out there and live in a cover-two shell, I'm going to get you out of it. So I do believe there's some of it's scheme. I think it's Sean Payton's coaching behind the scenes of, hey, you to see two safeties out there. You know, that means the middle of the field is open. We do have some athletic tight ends that are very gifted at running with their athleticism. So if we could take advantage of that and maybe split that defense and, you know, sh- showcase somebody's speed, why not? So I think it's a combination of scheme but I think it's the right scheme by this coach and staff where now you have an adult in the room. Like, everything makes sense as far as why you're doing something offensively and you're doing things in order to set things up. And I also think that there's a part of Sean Paytas with just the arrogance of him where he's saying, I don't care if you're going to try to take this away. I can window dress this and get back to that as well. I could continue to have Albert O run this deep cross and expose the middle of your defense. And it doesn't matter what you do. So a lot of good things going on right now for the Broncos.
0: Yeah, as a coach, you know, you give credit to the scheme, but at the same time, you need players to complete it, to yeah. complete the play, to, to be there in the right position and then make the play. And that's what Albert O did last night. So do you think that that was a
1: scheme thing for Albert O? Or? Well,
0: no, I think that he benefited from being wide open. Yeah. You know, and, and but um, credit... Credit to him for making the catches. Credit to him for, you know, being, a lot of times as a tight end, the reason why you get so wide open is because your release is sneaky mm-hmm. because everyone else is coming, you know, faking the run, and you're faking the run too, and you dip your shoulders on your release, and then you peel her back around. That takes some savvy too that you don't learn, you know, when you're in your first or second year, you just come off the line of scrimmage like, I'm ready for the ball. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Sh- Shannon Sharp was a master at, like, releasing and staying low and, and, and going against the flow of the traffic there and then coming open on those deep crosses. And, and that's what we saw from Albert O. there, so.
1: Um, I would say like uh, as well as like a, a lot of putting the defense into conflict. Yeah, you know I I think Ryan Harris said it on the call. He was like, "Man, you know, great great touchdown." But I like the play call better. And I think that was when DiNucci was in, and I, I forgot who he threw the touchdown pass to late in the football game. Um, was it Josh Hammond? it, it yeah. might have <laughs> been Josh yeah. Hammond. Yeah. later later in the game. But for me, it was like there's a lot of high-low concepts being ran right now where you're forcing the defense, like you got a a middle-field defender that's forced to, like, do I go low and try to, you know, stop, come up and make a play and stop this from being a first down? And if I do that, you know, these quarterbacks are making the right decision and going with the high crosser now and giving that person ability now to get some yaks, some yards after the catch, right? Or if that defender goes back, well, it's just like, hey, Take the little dump off. Get the running back involved a little bit more. And let that running back try to turn up the field and go, you know, get that yak that way. So a lot of, like, putting the defense in a high-conflict situation.
0: And that's why Sean Payton's here, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but, so, Jared Stidham, Ben DiNucci were able to do some things at, at the helm that Russell Wilson wasn't able to do in the first couple of preseasons. Games, and that's score touchdowns, man. Mm. Score touchdowns, the scoreboard just getting lit up there at home, and, and Russell was standing there, and the, and the camera panned to him a couple times. You know, nice tight fade. He was looking sweet, had the earpiece in. Mm. But what do you think was going through Russell's mind as he was watching the, the twos light up the Rams and score touchdowns, something that he's been unable to engineer?
1: I think that he was happy for his teammates. I think, you know, we always got to remember <laughs> that aspect so? of it. Yeah, you know, these guys' last opportunity to make a football team. Guys yeah, sure. out there finding success. For sure. Guys that, you know, you've been in, with OTAs. You met them in early April. So you want these guys to have success. But I think that, you know, Russ is such a positive guy. such a guy like, hey, it's going to be a great story. We're going to turn this thing around. and It's hey, going to be an amazing story when we do. Yeah, you know, and hey, you know what? There's no better person to lead this comeback than me. Right. So I think that more of what was going on in his mind was like, Oh, I'm about to light this thing up. Oh, this year is going to be crazy. Oh, you know, I, I'm seeing what this looks like with a little bit of game plan. And and these guys have success. Oh, I'm about to literally be the king of the mind. Mm. Everybody's going to love me here mm. in Colorado, baby. Mm. It's Russell Wilson. I can go Bronco country. Let's ride. Because I'm going to win a lot of football games. <laughs> see, I think it, all of that was going through Russell's mind on the sidelines.
0: Is he going to bring back the let's
1: ride? I think you win a couple games. I think you're definitely going to hear the let's ride.
0: You put up, you put up 40
1: <laughs> points. You can let's ride it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, well, defense gives you a goose egg. You put up forty, I know, right? You you less riding cartwheel off the stage. <laughs>
0: we're going to be talking about the uh, the defense putting up that goose egg because that was equally impressive side of that performance. It wasn't just about the forty one points; it's about the zero points that they held the Rams to. But is there anything Russell can learn from last night's, or I'm sorry, two nights ago's game? We're going to talk about that. Also, Sean Payton encouraged by. Stidham's performance. Will Alberto make this team? And Sean Payton on Drew Sanders. We're going to do that all and more in the morning mixtape next. The Players
1: Club welcomes you into the morning mixtape with a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Orlando, Chad and Nate.
0: Denver Broncos 41-0 of the L.A. Rams on Saturday night was highlighted by Jarrett Stidham's solid performance. Here's Sean Payton talking about Jared Stidham's solid performance. Yeah, listen, I yeah, he's look. been consistent all during camp. I thought uh, I thought he did real well. He started off really hot. He took a shot on the one deep com- interference completion, bounced back. I, I thought he, he played well, made a lot of good
1: decisions. I was encouraged.
0: He was encouraged. I'm going to read. I'm going to read some a uh, text message for you here. Um, oh, where's that one? Darn it. I lost it. Here's the gist of it. Here's the gist of it. Um, Everyone's saying Jarrett Stidham did that against twos and threes, Orlando. But isn't that what Russell Wilson was playing against in the first couple preseason games? Twos and threes and wasn't able to engineer drives and look as good as Jarrett Stidham there. So... Why not start Jared Stidham week one against the Raiders, Orlando? Uh,
1: because Russell Wilson's going to pay $20 plus million. Uh, Because the biggest thing was, is Sean Payton going to be able to fix Russell Wilson? The biggest question mark is, can Russ refer him back to the old Russell Wilson of Seattle? And Russell Wilson's also trying to be able to show his face here in Broncos country and Colorado be able to have a smile and like crack jokes. And, you know, Broncos country, they'll let you know when, when you suck and when you're not playing well. So I think that that's why you're going to see Russell Wilson out there. Oh, uh, is it confirmed that it was like the just the twos and threes? I, I know that with San Francisco, San Francisco had some starters out there. They were a banged up football team, and like Nick Bosa has a holdout. But I saw some guys out there that are starters for San Fran and Wilson for one series, right? Yeah. And it, it looked good with Russ. I don't know what Arizona is expected to suck, and they're trading away athletes assets, so. You know, that, that might, you know, their twos and threes might be their starters this year, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think that, you know, it, even though Stedham looked good, Stedham, you got to go hang out until Russ uh, proves that he can't hold down that starting spot, if that ever happens.
0: What would that look like? I heard the fellas in the morning talk about that. What, what does that look like to you? 0-3, 1-5, and 2-9? and, 5, 2 and 9. Oh, and one and just to, and just, just lays an egg against the Raiders? Do you pull him?
1: Um, you know, Jarrett Stidham knows the Raiders. Yeah, I think that, you know, from our standpoint, Nate, it's going to have to look like a lot more interceptions than touchdowns, right? It's going to have to look like Russell Wilson's just turning down the opportunity to run the offense and kind of just looking for the big play. Uh, we're not in those meetings. We don't know the progression of those reads. I think the coaching staff is going to little know a little bit more than us. But for it to look that bad at that point for the viewer, I think the coaches would go in a different direction.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um there's a texter Ramoslaw. texter. We were talking about the the long ball to Marvin Mims earlier and how he underthrew him. The texter saying it's a strategy to underthrow. It causes pi and gives your player a better chance. I mean, that's if you don't have a throw. If you got a guy open by four yards and and and, and
1: it's a bad strategy when yeah. a guy runs four three. If yeah, a guy if take the wide top open of defense, you want the strategy of one and done. Yeah, you want Start to hit him dead. Str- yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but you're absolutely right, texter. There is a moment at which you want to underthrow it if you don't have a throw. If the guy is covered, you underthrow it, he fights back. Gary Kubiak used to teach us that as as he was our offensive coordinator, and he'd say, hey, if there is no throw, if there is no throw, throw it up there and and fight back, and you really got to sell it as a receiver. Throw up your hands, act like he's accosting you, and you will get that flag. But that was not the case on that play. He just underthrew him. All right, Albert O. The star of the day was asked if his performance proves he deserves a spot on the team. Here he is. You
1: know, definitely. You know, I, I feel like, unfortunately, that's out of my control. You know, I just focus on uh, playing at the highest level I can play and taking advantage of all opportunities that, that go my way. And I feel like that's what I've been doing. I feel like that's kind of what you guys have been seeing. He's one of those guys that, yeah, he, he had a big night. I mean, holy cow.
0: One of those guys that had a big night. Holy cow, Orlando.
1: Holy cow. Yeah, holy cow. Holy cow okay, Sean Payton, let's see. It's time to either, you know, step up and keep this guy or, or move him. I think that Sean Payton will gladly keep him, but I, I do believe that there will be a team or two that just give, makes you an offer that you can't refuse. I think when you leave a guy out there until the fourth quarter, there's a reason why you're doing it, especially when you see that that guy can help your football team and he is out there and absolutely balling. At no point did they want to shut Albert O down. You could have got Nate Atkins and all these other guys a lot more reps. And that's not the direction that this football team went in. So it's interesting to hear Sean Payton, but I think Albert O might be leaving. Albert gone. Yeah. Well, okay. No Tim Patrick. Mm. Jerry, Judy
0: are already hurt. Who knows mm. how long that's going to last. So you got Corlin Sutton as a weapon. Yeah. You got Marvin Mims um, revealing himself as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Greg Dulcich is a weapon. Who are your other weapons in the passing game? And if, and if and if there aren't a lot, how do you let this guy go when he shows that he is that weapon?
1: Uh, I think it's more when you look at Sean Payton. I think he says, hey, remember back in the day, you were a part of this. You, you were a part of this arrogance. It don't matter who we put back there in that big backfield, he going to go for 1,000. You saw Ruben Jones, a fullback, go Mm. back there and go be a 1,000-yard rusher for the Broncos. You saw when the Broncos traded away CP for Champ Bailey. I think it was a great trade. I think the Broncos have been spot on. When I look at Sean Payton now, I think that he looks at it from the wide receiver, the tight end standpoint, that I could turn you into a weapon. Like, show me a person, I'll understand that person's deficiencies, and I'll put that person in the best position to succeed. So I think that with that being said, it doesn't, and nothing else makes sense to me, Nate, because Alberto had already showed that he should be on this football team, in my opinion, by the end of that first half. And for him to be out there risking it out there, I just think it was more of a showcase, more of a, hey, 30, 32 teams, look what this guy can do. And then you see the one-handed catches and all the other different things, the acrobatic jumps, and it's just like, uh, this guy's talented.
0: Who tracks more like, okay, because Jimmy Graham under Sean Payton broke the record for most receiving yards in a season by a tight end. Mm-hmm. Who tracks more to be like Jimmy Graham, Albert O. or Greg Dulcich?
1: Um, I think that you could have just looked at Jimmy Graham and said, hey, we're going to turn Albert O. into Jimmy Graham. But also, you've got to look at the evolution of football. When Jimmy came out and was doing it, that was like the first time you were seeing a tight end do it where it was just about that, so much athletic ability. And then you see other teams kind of copy the model, Julius Thomas here, right? Where now you're able, we're at a point with the NFL where tight ends are a little bit more complete. You can have a Jimmy Graham, but also a guy that's okay and pretty decent, just good in in the run game as well. So I think Alberto could have tracked more like that, but where the NFL is now, you've got to have Jimmy Graham talent but also be good and good consistently in the running game.
0: And that's that's really the thing there. Can Alberto be a consistently good run blocker? If if they believe that he's made significant strides enough to be a decent run blocker, they Chris Manhurst could be a surprise cut.
1: Mm.
0: You know what I mean like you don't need two rogue like Adam Traubman has established himself as probably the the number one Y, the number one tight end who just does it all right mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, but really, the the effectiveness of Greg Dulcich and Alberto as blockers determine whether or not you need Chris Manhurts or Nate Atkins on on the team. Mm-hmm. If those guys can block well enough, you don't you don't need those two gentlemen. I mean, even though they're very very skilled and are, are good pros, Nate Atkins trying to make his way um, in the NFL, and Chris Manhurts has been doing it for a long time. Do they line up with the offense in the way this, that that Sean Payton wants to run this
1: team? I mean, I think Alberto is making a strong case saying, Coach, don't give up on me. Yeah, I could do this. Yeah. Just give me some more time. You see that I am developing. You see that I have caught on. Now it's up to Sean Payton to say, hey, you know what? Am I going to go with the fact of that and, and trust that he's going to continue to develop over the, over the season, even though – you know what happens now, Nate. Your body just deteriorates, Yep. right? It's each and every week. It's now full speed. It's about it's not this physical teaching during practice during the week. It's like, hey, you know, we're going to kind of rinse and repeat every single week of practice. And now you got to go out there and do the game. Not a lot of things are getting developed now from this point on. Yep. it's kind of your development stage is over. It's, it's about winning football games now. Right. So are you going to trust that Albert O is going to continue to work on his craft and maybe he could get 5% better in the running game yep. over the course of 17 weeks? And yep. that's a hard thing to trust with the way that you're getting ready to practice. And it's the whole, you know, we only have 53 guys and we're not going to go out here and grind it out every single day mentality because we're going to take care of each other.
0: Yeah, training camp's over. You, you don't have time to coddle guys anymore, yeah. right? This is about game planning to win. And, and yes, Alberto, we know you can catch the ball, but can you cover a kickoff? Can you can you protect on a punt and then go down and cover the punt and make a tackle? Can you be on the front line on kickoff return, turn and run 25 yards, swivel your hips, set up and block a dude, and prevent him from getting to the ball? Those are the things that, that he needs to be able to prove. Uh, if he wants to be on this team, it's not just about catching passes, unfortunately. All right. Um, Drew Sanders had an enormous game a couple nights ago. We've been talking about the offense. But how about this defense? We're going to get into that and more next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The fan presents The Players Club with Orlando Franklin, Chad Brown, and Nate Jackson. Yeah. Welcome back to the Players Club. I'll never be... I'll never be, be your beast of burden. 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 My back is, back is a burden,
1: burden. Oh, I
0: for you to make love to me. Yeah, that's right. Just had to let that play a little bit. Oh?
1: No, I'm feeling you, man. You see me here swaying the head back and forth.
0: That's good music, man. It's good music on a Monday morning. Um... We're going to get into this defensive performance, a goose egg against the Rams, and I think it's um, a pretty impressive one, too. And credit to VJ for making that happen and, and kind of cutting his guys loose last night. And we got to see some players. is saying Bassie and Drew Sanders, both with interceptions. Both, well, Drew Sanders is going to make this team. He's saying Bassey. With some recent news, um, Mike Kliss tweeted out uh, about, well, about 20 minutes ago, quote, per source, Broncos veteran Nickelback, Never made it as a wise man. Killing me as a poor man stealing. This is how you remind. It's weird. Kwan Williams' favorite band is Nickelback. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's not a coincidence. Uh, but Kwan Williams is undergoing ankle surgery in North Carolina today. Mm. One of the bright spots on the defense last year Um And it says, no decision yet on whether he will go on short-term IR or season-ending IR. Tough injury for a solid nickel who played in 14 games for the Broncos last year.
1: Your immediate reaction to hearing that news, Oh, Why now? Mm. You know, why couldn't we have got, you know, a jump on this a little while ago? Why why now? And I know that the NFL is so different nowadays where, you know, players are able to get that second opinion. Okay, you know, let me discuss it with the family. Let me discuss it with the agent. I've always been a fan of, you know, let's get it cleaned up as fast as possible. There's a reason why in my seven years, Nate, of playing in the NFL, six out of seven of those from the time we played that last football game, 72 hours later, I was on an operating table. I was fixing stuff. I was getting that out of the way as fast as possible. So unfortunate hit for this football team. Hopefully it's a situation of short term IR and then it really becomes a tricky part for George Payton because you gotta figure out like, okay, we gotta keep, you know, K1 on this roster, then we're to we're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have to, you know, Make it a 53, so we're going to have to waive some guys. Then we put them on short term, right. and then we got to bring back who we're going to try to bring back. So, how do you protect the guy that you really want to bring back? Because you better not put it, he's saying Bassey out there on waivers. Someone's going to go gobble him up. Yeah. Three interceptions in three games.
0: Yeah, I think he's leading the NFL in picks the preseason. Uh, really showed out saying Bassi has been through a lot. He's been, I think he, he's been let go by the Broncos like, I don't even know, a dozen times over the last couple of years and found his way back. And I, if I'm putting this team together, he's got a spot on my team, mm-hmm. you know, based on not just based on this Kwan Williams um, surgery, but just the way he performed. I mean, he's got a nose for the football. You want those guys around, don't you?
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, you talk about the way that he performs. I want to talk about his journey. I want to talk about what you just talked about, like how many times he's been cut keeping his head down, grinding, where he's been a real bright spot for this football team this off season. So, um, yes, he, he, he certainly should be on this football team. He could definitely be a contributor. I don't think that there's any question in uh, those guys' minds down there, down the street of that training facility, that he's going to be on this football team.
0: Yeah, I sure hope so. Uh, another bright spot Saturday night defensively. Number 41, Drew Sanders. Mm. 41 points by the Broncos. Coincidence? I don't think so.
1: I like it. I like it. I love it, Nate. On a Monday. There you go. I thought Drew Sanders was a beast. Mm. I mean, that's a good-looking dude out there. He looks like the prototype for the middle linebacker. I know he's 6'5", but, man, his hips, how he's able to eat up that grass and space and kind of get to the football – and when he gets there, he's coming with violent intentions. Like, huh. like you saw the, the penalty, right? He whipped Where, that dude on the ground. Yeah, whipped like him right down. Ground. And it's just like, like a he child. Like Ryan Harris is talking about, you can't be wrestling. I'm like, no, that's exactly what he needs to be doing is wrestling out there in the preseason. I, I loved every minute of it. I think it's going to be a bright spot for this inside linebacker room for many years to come. He was out flat out there balling. Um, just want to see him hold on to that football after that yeah, interception. Right. But, man, I mean, even like that athleticism, yeah. you saw the wheels. Yeah, cutting direction. through
0: the open field like that. Good well, instincts you, with the ball in his hand. Well, you
1: can't let the quarterback strip you. Come was, it, on. was it Stetson yeah. Bennett who got that
0: strip? <laughs> Stetson Bennett looked awful in that game. Mm-hmm. He looked like a child out yeah. there. I don't know. He looked all right in the in the in the joint practices.
1: Man, they tried. They tried our dog Brett Rippon out there with the Rams. I felt like you yeah. know giving Stetson Bennett a now before Rip. You know, let Rip spin that thing, man. He he started some games and played some football out there. I think Rip would have looked a lot better with that first unit for that Rams team out, out there on Saturday night. But I'm right there with you, Nate. Uh, Stetson ben, like just looked like, uh, like, yeah, I, I know that this guy's won a ton of football games and won two national championships in Georgia. But he just didn't look like that uh, electric player that we saw. But no. as we know... You get to NFL, those running quarterbacks, those guys that want to do something special with their legs, they start realizing that, oh my goodness gracious, like these guys understand angles. And, and yeah, they're, they're a lot become, faster. Yeah, they yeah. can't bend that corner that easy anymore, right?
0: Stetson Bennett, four of nine, 14 yards and two picks mm. in that game. Yeah. A lot to be desired there. I think they're trying to find their, who their second string quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Stetson Bennett or Brett Ripon? Brett Rippon went 7-13 for 67 yards, zero interceptions, zero touchdowns. Not a whole lot better, but a little bit better. But credit to the Denver Broncos defense um, for coming out and playing like they did. Physical, mm-hmm. um, establishing the line of scrimmage, yeah. putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and then protecting their own quarterback.
1: I think these guys learned. You know, I'm very encouraged. And I think that this is not why you had a crystal ball and you were trying to look ahead to the future. I think Broncos country should be really encouraged with Vance Joseph calling this defense. I had a lot of question marks about Vance Joseph, All right. I thought that Coach Ever last year got the absolute best out of the personnel that he had on defense. And I thought he called perfect games for a lot of times. Yeah, there were certain games, where the Christmas Day Massacre, that just looked awful. But for the most part, you know, Everett did a great job of understanding where offensive coordinators were going in the second half. Now you look at this past week, defense getting that goose. I think VJ, you know, really dissected this offense in those two days of practice that the Broncos had prior to the game on Saturday night and did a heck of a job going out there and executing and really kind of VJ calling that defense and putting these guys in a position to succeed.
0: A lot of people, when you hear this, you hear this criticism levied uh, after you praise players after this game that none of these guys are going to be playing, they're going to be you know, selling insurance, these aren't real football players, they're twos and threes, and they're going to get cut. This is not real football. We can't glean a lot from it. Uh, But – the guys who played in the first half of that game are going to be on the team a lot. A lot of those guys, yeah. and they are going to get significant minutes in the game. Uh, in these games going forward, there are injuries. The guys get tired. You have you know you need a sub. Like a lot of those guys we saw are going to be playing minutes for the Broncos that matter. Drew Sanders. I want to talk about how you would use him for a second. You talked about the idea that look for years to come, this guy is going to be could be a staple in the middle of this defense. But right now, you got Josie Jewell. You got Alex Singleton, who are. Mm-hmm. You know, established starters there. How do you use Drew Sanders this year, right now, week one, to affect the game and help this team win?
1: Nickel, dime. Whenever you're removing somebody out there, removing a defense alignment or outside linebacker out there on the field, I think you could put Drew Sanders in there. I think you could put him in coverage, but also you could get him to rush the quarterback. You know, he's a guy that. With that big body frame, he can eat up a lot of space. So his radius is like we talk about the catch radius of a guy on offense. Well, how about the radius of a guy that can protect a certain area of the field? Right? So I think Juice Saunders could help you with that. But if developed the right way, he can turn into your three down linebacker. He has the best opportunity, in my opinion, in that linebacker room to turn into that three down guy by the end of the season. So who would be who would he replace? Either one of them. It might be like because Doesn't matter. three downs. You can take is, Batman is... or Robin off the field. <laughs> I mean, these those guys, I mean, credit to them because the communication and, you know, Josie, Julien, Alex, and Alex, and spend a lot of time together. But I think Drew Saunders gives you an added dynamic where if you are going against a team that's a little bit more run heavy, instead of going out there and saying, hey, you know what? We are this base 3-4 football team. Well, now how about you could switch now, can convert easily at a drop of a dime to a 4-3. And you could have three stand-up linebackers off the ball, linebackers, and Drew Saunders, Alex Singleton, and Josie Jewell, right? So it really can, can become a game plan specific. And a guy like Vance Joseph has the ability to get creative. But I'm ready to see also Drew Sanders rush the quarterback. I'm, I want to see you cut him loose in some blitz situations because – Kid looks like a stud, and looks like he doesn't miss leg day in the weight room. He doesn't miss upper body day either. <laughs> So what you're talking about,
0: situational stuff, um, packages for him, what is that, 10 to 20 plays maybe on defense per game?
1: I mean, you know how that goes, Nate. It all really depends on the offensive game plan, right? I mean, you know what, KC. KC is going to try to put you in 11, put out 11 personnel out there as much as possible. They want to showcase Pat Mahomes. So with 11 personnel, maybe a guy like Drew Saunders, if you're going against a little bit more zone and you want to be able to blitz and try to get Patrick Mahomes moving – and try to move him off the spot. Maybe a guy like Drew Sanders is blitzing from the second level in a situation like that. But now when you go up against a team that doesn't want to live in that 11 personnel world and they might want to just live in, hey, well, you know what, we're just going to go 12. We're going to put two tight ends out here on the field. We're going to try to run the ball, give you that look. Maybe you want to stay in that that three four now, where Alex Singleton and Josie Jew is going to be your off ball linebackers, and you're expecting your front five to like kind of just you know hold everybody up and let those guys roam and free and make tackles. So it really depends on the offense dictates how many snaps Drew Saunders is going to play each and every game, but I think there will be. Two to three packages that Drew Saunders is definitely on week one when you go against the Las Vegas Raiders, like where it's like, hey, when they do this, we go to this package, and Drew Saunders, you're in. If I'm uh, Mike
0: Westoff and, and Coach Kotwika,
1: hmm.
0: I'm saying I need that guy on every unit. <laughs> I'm going to Sean so who Payton. Taking,
1: who are you taking off?
0: On the special Robin, th- who's right?
1: Who, oh, you're talking no, no, about no, special, oh, special teams. teams. special okay. teams. He's, so he's, he's covering every
0: kick. Oh, he's yeah. on kickoff return. Oh. He's on punt. He's on punt return. That's, a, that's the type oh. of game-changing player that could be Really, really helping you on special teams every single time he's out there. Oh hell yeah. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. I, I don't even think it's without a doubt. I think he's already on the big four right now. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how many more things and how many more plays they could steal now on defense for him.
0: Yeah. Um interesting to see how Drew Sanders is going to develop, but that was really promising watching the way he's running around out there. Great instincts. Uh Snag that ball, tossing guys around like ragdolls, sign of things to come. All right, uh, the Broncos have to cut down from 90 to 53 here in a couple days. Who will stay and who will go? That's next.